Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawks. I'm Mike and, I, and I've got my line mate Matt with me. And today we're going to be going over our Team USA predictions. Thursday, we're going to do our Team Canada predictions. But before we get into it, do us a favor. Give us a follow on Twitter and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you're looking for your hockey news and other podcasts that are dealing with other hockey teams, check out the FHN.net. They've got everything that you need there. So we're going to get right into it. It's official. The NHL is going to be going back to the Olympics. I am really, really, really freaking stoked about it because it, it's it's. I think it's the pinnacle of hockey, man. I, I I love the I love the Stanley Cup Finals, man. But there's something about everybody going back home, you know, getting the best team that they they can together, and playing for essentially pride. Uh, you know your your country's pride and 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 your pride really because there aren't really any any um and you're not getting any money from it you're not getting paid for it you'll get a gold medal but you know that's something that you can you win that you can hold your head up with pride so getting into my team USA predictions I'm gonna start off with line one and you know to be honest with you you can really move guys up and down this lineup but this is where I think that. Uh, I think that they could be the strongest because there's a little bit of grit going down all four lines. I've got Matthew Kachuk, Austin Matthews, and Patrick Kane on the first line. I did that because uh, Matthews and Kane obviously bring the offense. Kachuk is gritty, and he could get into the dirty areas and get in front of the net. Uh, For my second line, I've got Debrinkit, I've got Jack Eichel, and I've got Brady Kachuk. Essentially, it's the same reason why I did what I did for my first line, Eichel and Debrinket being the 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 real I would say money makers, the real scoring uh, threat. With Brady Kachuk coming in as kind of like a dark horse, a physical presence there who can finish off offensively and play in the dirty areas. For my third line, I've got. Kyle Connor, Dylan Larkin, and Blake Willer. Some big guys, and Dylan Larkin has a motor that doesn't stop, and I think he'd be great on a third-line checking area. Uh, on my fourth line, I've got Brock Bosser, just because he's got, I believe, three straight seasons with 30 goals, JT Miller, and Joe Pavelski. I think Pavelski deserves a spot on this team. He's been consistent his entire career, and I think that he adds a lot. Uh, he adds a lot to Team USA. Matt, where are you at with your with your forward projections? You got some interesting lines. I like that. Um, for my first line, I have Kyle Connor, Austin Matthews, and Patrick Kane. I just think that's a pretty solid. You got a two way guy in Connor who could score. We all know Matthews is going to shoot, and then you got the best passer in the world on your line. Hopefully, those guys can rip Canada apart. Right. Um, Second line, I got Johnny Hockey, and I I also have Jack Eichel with an asterisk because who knows if he's going to play. Right. So I have Dylan Larkin right next to him. Okay. I think Dylan Larkin and Alex DeBrincat would um, honestly, to me, they they probably would play well together. He's a speedy guy. DeBrincat shoots, and Johnny Hockey's kind of like a poor man's version of uh, Patrick Kane. You know, he he could puck handle, he could pass. Um, for my third line, I have the Kachuk brothers with Pavelski centering them. Mm. I think it's just a going to be a gritty shutdown kind of line, but they 
will take take advantage of the the um, number one lines of all the other countries, and I think that they could actually turn it around on them and score more goals and keep them on the defense. Uh, for my fourth line, I have Jake Gensel from Pittsburgh, JT Miller from Vancouver, and then uh, Blake Wheeler. It, this was a tough one. I think Blake Wheeler's would be a good leader on this team, and he could pass too. There's no doubt about it. Um, but it was it was very hard for me. I keeping I kept five guys off. I kept uh, Phil the Thrill Kessel off, uh, Chris Kreider, TJ Oshie, Brandon Saad, and uh, Max Pacioretty. Uh And I did leave Cam Atkinson off too. It's it's very tough, but um, I think I like my uh, my starting four lines. Yeah, I do too, man. And to be honest with you, I honestly believe that you know a hot dog Kessel could could arguably you know, have a spot on this team. And same thing with Brandon Saad. Um, Brandon Saad's two-way ability, I think, is... He, you know, Kyle Connor is good. I don't think he's as good defensively as Brandon Saad is, though. Yeah, would you put him on, like, a third line, kind of, like, with yeah, maybe the uh, Kachuk brothers? But I think Pavelski should be should be a center on the starting lineup. I, yeah. I think he's too damn good, and he shows up when it's a big game. I've always been a big fan of him. I don't think they should leave him out. If you really think about it, you could do a fourth line of a fourth Wingers. line of, of uh, Brandon Saad, Joe Pavelski, and uh, Blake Wheeler. Yeah, you know you what? Dylan that. Larkin has played some time on wing, too. That would I, I, be a pretty good shutdown line, to be honest with you. It, this all depends on Jack Eichel. Like, we yeah, don't it know. Does. This it is does. this is very difficult because Dylan Larkin should also be a starting. So I, he can even be the fourth line center of this team. Yeah, and I just think Joe Pavelski could flourish with the role of the shutdown man. Yeah, against like say Team Canada, Connor McDavid, and who knows who Connor's playing with. But I think Pavelski would be up to the task. We'd need speed on that on that line. Whatever line gets the assignment of of Connor McDavid, I I wouldn't be surprised if Connor McDavid is playing on a line with, um, you know, possibly Nathan McKinnon. You're, you're probably right, but if McDavid's on the ice, the player for USA I want on the ice with him is Matthew Kachuk. I want yeah. him to turn. Connor McDavid into Drew Doughty because those two hate each other. And I yeah. want Matthew Kachuk just to get in his head and be all over him the rest of the game. And I think he could do it. Yeah, I think that he can too. And actually, that's why I split the Kachuk brothers up too, because I think having them both on one line, I, I, I 100% agree with you with your, with your tactical assessment of having them both on the same line to really turn the tide in a game. But I think to start the game off, you would want them on two separate lines because they both bring the same thing and they bring they bring it in spades. On a on a line with Sidney Crosby, I think I would want Brady Kachuk to be on that uh, on that line because uh, you know Crosby's got a motor man still to this day, and and he can keep going. Uh, I'd like Brady Kachuk to have that assignment on him. Yeah, I like that too. I to be honest with you, man. I, you know, I don't want to get into maybe Team Canada lineups yet because, you know, we'll be doing yeah, two podcasts in once because I'm, yeah. this is essentially what it comes down to. I mean, 
Team USA is building this team behind who behind who Canada is going to put out there. And maybe we should have done Canada first. <laughs> well, know, we can't. We're Americans. Right. <laughs> 100%, man. You know, just because whoever's – the way they build this team, they're going to be building it to be Canada. And that's what it comes down to. Well, um, I, 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 would, I think like what you're saying, I agree. But I think certain players – after we see who Canada picks, there's going to be certain players that are left on and left off this roster. Right. So, I mean, to me, Pavelski is one of those guys who can be a difference maker. And I know his age. He's up there. We're not worried about Kaner. We're not worried about Matthews. They're going to hopefully perform. We know <laughs> Kaner will yeah. in, in big games. He's going to um, be the captain of this team. He, he definitely should be. And I think if we get a, a healthy Eichel, we're going to have a very – we got four, maybe four or five very good centers that can, I mean, skate with I'm – I'm putting McDavid ahead of everybody, but the rest of them, we could skate with these guys. There's no excuses. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'm Actually, I'm going to predict – after after we're done, I'm going to I'm going to predict a leadership group. You know, Patrick Kane like has, has for years played for, the, for Team USA, you know, in years where – Nobody was on the team really. Where him and Debrinket were essentially leading the squad, you know, and he's done that multiple times, you know, summer after summer. I see him being um, being the captain of this team after after naming off the the forward yeah. group here. But we can move on to the for the defensive group. I've got Zach Warinsky and Seth Jones on the line. I've got Quinn Hughes and Ryan McDonough, and I've got Adam Fox and John Carlson. As a as that third pairing, and I've actually, man, I've got John Carlson and slash Ryan Suter because Ryan Suter is still serviceable and he's still a very very good defenseman and he brings leadership and I think that he could easily play third line minutes on Team USA. Did you say Adam Fox? Yeah, I did. Okay, did. actually, okay. I've got Adam Fox and Ryan Suter uh, okay. slash slash. Okay. If he could, if he can keep up his point production, I would have Adam Fox. If he's in a slump this year, I would have Ryan Suter. And We're I wouldn't very, have, very close. And I wouldn't have uh, Adam Fox even as a replacement if he's if he's if he's not putting up points. Well, we're very, very close. I have we have the same first pairing. I got the uh, I'll call it the Blue Jacket connection because <laughs> I think they've got the chemistry. And obviously, Wernski and Jones. Uh, my second pairing, I have McDonough. We saw what he did in the playoffs. He was just a, an absolute beast. Lights out. Um, and I like John Carlson with him because I think they've actually played together in Olympic and World Championship play. Okay. And I'd actually have them called the shutdown pair. So I think I would like them on the ice when McDavid's on the ice, these two guys. Right. Um, and then I have my third pairing, Charlie McAvoy, and I have this is this was a very tough one for me. I put Quinn Hughes, and I have Adam Fox slash next to him. Okay. And for my subs, I have Ryan Suter number one, and then I have Cam Fowler from the Ducks, Tori Krug, uh, Nick Letty, and then I have Keith Yandel if they wanted to bring in an old guy with experience. Okay. 
Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I, the reason I put Quinn Hughes and McDonough together is because I think that there's a lot of hot and cold there. You know, obviously Quinn Hughes being the smooth skating defenseman and Ryan McDonough being the the you know last line of defense there to to to, to back him up. Do you know what I mean? And actually, yeah, Keith that's, and Seabrook. Yep. Yeah, that's how I how I. I organized my my defenseman here having John Carlson and, and and that's why I had John Carlson and Adam Fox on on a line together. Um, I think what we need to do, man, is you know d- depending on 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 what the lines are, I would want I would possibly want that McDonough and we'll, we'll go with John Carlson line on that McDavid line. But you know what, man, McDavid doesn't play big. When 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 you need him to, so far, yeah. So far, he has yep. not. So, if anything, what if there's a McKinnon, Taves, Crosby line? That's a dangerous line, man. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, M- McKinnon's hungry. He's he's fast and he could shoot. Uh, Crosby's very very creative, and he's very good around the net. And Taves is a winner, man. He'll do whatever it does. To to steal pucks and and turn the ice going in the in the opposite direction, uh, and you have to, uh, actually it's three centers right there. So if somebody gets kicked out, you have you you have you have the you know you have the problem of possession because they're all good at the faceoff dot. Um, I think that I that that's your your Armageddon line right there. No matter so, who no no matter I think that would be the strongest line. It could be, and I would feel comfortable with Warinsky and Jones taking that responsibility. Yeah. I got, like, my top four, I think, are actually your top four. Uh, Warinsky, Jones, McDonough, and Carlson, or are you a little bit oh, different I with had, Carlson? I, I had Quinn Hughes because of his Quinn ability Hughes, okay. to, to move the puck and Ryan McDonough being able to back him up defensively. I'm very comfortable with my four going up against Canada's top two lines. Yeah. I think that they, they could... I think Ryan McDonough, obviously, we've seen what he can do in a big game. Yeah. He's won two cups in a row. We've He, he can shut you down. He can score. He can pass. Uh, we haven't seen much with Warinsky in the playoffs, but we, we know what Jones could do. He's had some big moments in his playoff career with uh, Columbus, but I think that these guys are ready to take the next step. Yeah. Uh, Carlson's won a cup with uh, Washington. Right. And I think these, I think these two guys might be our best defensive defensemen, Carlson and McDonough. And I like these two together against whoever. Who's our head coach? Uh, was it Quinn? I believe so. So we'll see what he wants to do. But if I'm Quinn, I'm calling Torts, and I'm saying, "Hey, you've been here before. What should I do against Team Canada? Get as much intel you can with these coaches that have been there." Yeah, I think the biggest thing is is finding out what the lineups are going to be. Uh, to be honest with you, a Taves a Taves Bergeron line would be would be deadly. Uh, yeah. the, you know, the problem is with with Canada isn't just the offensive output; it's the pairings on on how you pair guys. Um, you know, you could put you know McDavid and and McKinnon on the line. You know, that's that's dangerous. You know, you put Crosby and, and Taves on the line. Crosby and Bergeron. Crosby and Bergeron play very well together, you know. Yeah. Um, I think Ber- Bergeron will be playing against Matthews and Kane 
no yeah. no doubt about it he'll be out there you know or you possibly know, kane too or they, i'm sorry taves yeah they might that they might make that a taves bergeron line right there because they're That'd probably be their best uh, defensive forwards yep selkie guys yep. oh man scary. Dude, that's scary man it is it, especially if they, if they because Taves has a shot. The problem with Taves is that he's so good defensively that people want him to, to score at that 35-40 goal clip. And a lot of times he hits that between 30 to 35 goal mark. A lot of times, man, Taves' goals are huge goals. So he doesn't score. He won't score, you know, say 100 goals like uh, like McDavid does. But he'll score 30 meaningful goals that could be game winners game tying goals goals that get you back into the game like if you remember in that uh that Boston when their uh the final game when we beat Boston for the cup he's the one who scored the goal to, to tie it up to give life to the Hawks mm-hmm. and um and he's dangerous if he's healthy and and he's playing he makes the team 100% but um let's move on to Connor Hellebuck I've got him number 1 at goalie I got Thatcher Demko backing him up and John Gibson. You can mix and match uh, between the guys because, um, to be honest with you, I'd, I'd go at the hot hand. Yeah, I, I, I have the same pairing. I, you can mix and match with Gibson or Demko because right. Hellebuck's a starter, no doubt about it. He's right. definitely been the better American goalie. Uh, I mean, you got Jonathan Quick who's been there before. He's obviously... Little older now, his yeah. back's not great. Uh, if they wanted to bring a fourth goalie in, I doubt they would. But you know, he's been there before. He's had some big games. I think he's got the silver medal. Um, or was that Ryan Miller? I Ryan Miller, I think. Yeah, Ryan Miller was just hired too. Did you see that? He's the he just got hired by Team USA wow. as a coach. So it's a good coach to have. He's had some big games. He had Huge. A, a great game in 2010 against Canada where Crosby buried it on him, but it wasn't Miller, his fault. Miller was good. Actually, no, he was it, it wasn't. It wasn't any. It wasn't anyone's fault. The, they they scored and that was it, man. I mean, there was yeah. nothing more that could have been done from that they team just beat him. to yep. put to put a better showing uh, out there. Yep, I got I got the same goalies though, uh, but I do believe Hellebuck should be the starter as of now. Hopefully, he stays healthy yeah. during the season. Who do you have as the leadership group? I've got with my with my lineup. I've got I've got Patrick Kane, I've got Blake Willer, and I've got Ryan McDonough. Patrick Kane being the captain. Okay, you got Kaner. I got Kaner wearing the C. I got McDonough wearing an A. And if I'm hoping Pavelski makes it, I got him wearing an A as well. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they didn't just have three of them. You know, those are three or two of them were captains. You know. Or McDonald Pavelski, was a Ranger P- captain. Pavelski, Pavelski was, was a, a he yeah. was a captain. Blake Kaner could easily be a captain if T- Taser wasn't on the team. Kaner yeah. would be captain, no doubt. But one hundred percent. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, I'm. Um, oh man, I'm. I'm. I'm so super stoked for this. Uh, I'm. I'm so glad that NHL players are going to be uh, are going to be back in the Olympics. Uh, do you have any other uh, NHL news? You know what I I know that the. Um, Canadians lost Katim Niemi. <laughs> okay. Oh yes. So yes, Katim I'm not. Sh- and I've heard rumors <laughs> now they want to sign him to an extension at four million dollars. Crazy. So it's they must love this guy so much. I I don't think I would. Uh, 
I guess they could overpay the guy just to get him and then sign him cheaper. But do you think he's worth $4 million a year? Not I think at maybe all. maybe three tops? Not at all. I, I can't believe. I, I don't know what's going on over there. That's uh, weird. Very weird. For throwing out a offer sheet to this guy for $6.1 million. Has he scored over 10 goals in his career ever? I think he's got like 20-something goals in three or four years. Yeah. Um, that's not good enough. <laughs> that's that's insane. They're no. paying this guy $6.1 million. Uh, I, I wouldn't – I honestly, I'd pay him – because he's been in the league for as long as he has, I'd pay him $2 million for for his production and what he does. So he has 22 goals in 171 games. Yeah. And 40 assists, and he's a minus 11 player. Ugh. Yeah, man uh, – See, with this money, I think I would have kept uh, Dougie Hamilton yeah. and made that work if they were really serious. And, I mean, that's $6 million for a guy. I mean, Dougie Hamilton probably scored 22 goals in one season. Right. <laughs> you know, I in think one he season. Scored, yeah, right. So, well, Not uh, to he, mention he, the 40 assists he'll give you as well. Yeah, in his, in his three years, right? It's just crazy. I uh, didn't. didn't didn't get that one. I think I would have spent it, like, if I'm going to go balls out on an offer sheet and give up picks, I'd rather go for Brady Kachuk. Yeah, no kidding. I, I Honestly, man, I, I can't believe, I think it's honestly a spit in the face to to Dougie Hamilton that they're going to give this kid $6.1 million and, and I'm sure he's not happy about it. And they and couldn't f- give him three more million. Or they couldn't give him nine there. Maybe, maybe they offered him nine and he didn't want it. He wanted to win a cup, dude. Maybe maybe winning a cup was that big of a deal for him that he had to go to New Jersey. He had to get his best opportunity to win a cup. So, I mean, he got to sign with the Devils. I mean, they've only won back-to-back. I mean, oh, sorry, that's Tampa. Uh, Yeah, I don't know, man. And then uh, Christian Dvorak was uh, instantly traded to the Canadians by the the Coyotes after this deal. Yeah. And... I, you know what? I think the Canadians made out pretty pretty damn good. With a first round and a third round draft pick, right? 2022? Yeah, the, the Payless, Illinois uh, native, Christian Dvorak. Uh, he's got 300 games played. He's got 67 goals, 79 assists, 146 points. He's a minus 19 only because he had a coyote on his sweater the last however many seasons. But, I mean, I, I think I like this guy in obviously he was a big guy in Phoenix. Hopefully he's got some skill around him now in an organization that cares. Maybe he'll be a lot better. I give Bergevin a lot of credit for turning this into a huge positive for this team. I think it's very obvious that they're not going back to the Stanley Cup final this year. Uh, their leadership group is losing their captain. And uh, and Carey Price, I believe, is nursing some injuries right now. So, uh, you know, stocking up some some draft picks is a, is a really good idea. Yeah. A one, especially a number one pick, right? For a guy who's got twenty goals, yeah. Wow, they, actually, they got two: a, a first round and a third round pick. For third them. round pick too. And now, even if they wanted to, they could flip some picks if they wanted to get somebody they really liked, right? To build around and good for them. Chris, I d- didn't get that one though. Christian Dvorak was looking to close on a house, man, and he got traded to Montreal. I heard. Yeah, I Brutal. heard. Like a yeah, poor guy. I'm I'm sure he doesn't care though. No. He's yeah. one of the freaking mecca of hockey, you yeah. know. So he's gonna actually play in a building where you get cheered for. <laughs> Not some just guys, Shane Doan. Some guys don't like it, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, some guys have a hard time playing in that kind of environment, though. You know, they like they don't want to be in that in that limelight. Well, this kid's a, he's a Illinois native. He's a Chicago kid. I'm sure he went to Blackhawks games. I'm sure he loved it. Yeah. You know, he's a young kid. I think uh, he was born in 2000. Uh, so he's obviously watched the Hawks dynasty grow. Uh, but I think he's what 20. He's got to be 22 years old, right? Yeah, I believe so. I, I thought yeah. he was 23, but 23, know, give or take. Yeah, or no doubt about it. He saw. He grew up watching Keenan Taves rip yeah. it up. Yeah. So I'm sure he's gonna love playing for an original six and full buildings cheering for him. I, I mean, I would love it. I I hope he does well. Yeah, I get hope out he of does that too. desert. Yeah. It it just it just boggles my mind that they still have a team there. You know. Like I, I just don't understand why. Is is there is it perp- do they purposely have a team there just so they can dump contracts? Stay on the cap floor, you know? I, I heard that they made a bid to go somewhere else in Arizona, but I I don't get that one. Yeah, I believe it was Glendale. I thought it was a different city, but uh still I, I would go out of the state, even the country, for this team to be um successful. Yeah, maybe Houston. I know Houston's been trying to get a hockey team up here. Well, yeah, the problem is Dallas wants to be the, you know, they want to be the team in Texas. They don't want to share. So that, but I think competition is good. I think competition is good. Those transplant Minnesotans over there in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They just want one Dallas Stars team. But I, I, sometimes you, I wish there was a team just north of us in Wisconsin. I think that would be pretty cool because I know. The, the Cubs and the Brewers have a good little rivalry. The fans go back and forth and go to a, an away game. And I think that'd be cool for, like, Hawks fans if they had, say, like a team in Milwaukee or even Madison. But it's just they go by population and demographics, and I guess it's just not there. But I know high school hockey in Wisconsin is big, very, very, very big. It's on TV, and I know junior hockey's growing out there. So it's, I'm just surprised that they don't even attempt to mention putting one there. Yeah, they can make them the Madison Cheeseheads. Yeah, the Cheeseheads are something cool, like uh, like the Mad- the Madison, like Wisconsin Dells, like everyone goes <laughs> there. Just uh, yeah, and then the yeah. the mascot is uh, is a kid sliding down a water slide. It's like an inner tube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else, man? No, man. I hope everybody's enjoying their day off today because I know I am. Oh, by the time I they hear this, it. it'll be oh, yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll be Tuesday. It'll be Tuesday, but we're <laughs> doing this on Monday, and it's a day off for us, and we're just relaxing, talking some USA hockey. Yeah, man, it's great. All right, yeah. guys, that's all that we got for you today. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here.